Hey guys, welcome back to the OPD podcast with Joe and Austin. No guest today um, because the topic is going to be all around Austin's competitive season. Um, the the listeners will be privy to the way that the evolution into this prep occurred, I imagine, because we were talking a lot about your fat loss phase and how it was just kind of cranking very comfortably with you rolling at TRT. And it, it seemed about as to use a, a bit of a dichotomous term to bodybuilding but as effortless as bodybuilding can be up to a point i am sure that that has changed drastically now and there's a lot more effort given but it was pretty cool to watch it almost evolve into a prep and now you've done is it one show thus far you got another in 10 days nine days yeah so what let's say friday so i guess eight eight days depending on how you how you want to count right yeah. So what I really wanted to talk with you about today was peaking for the last show, because, I mean, we can discuss contest prep and fat loss all day. We've got so many podcasts on that already. I think actually having an idea of one of the host's peaking structure and some of the thoughts there, and I know that you worked with somebody else for that peak, we could go through that. And then maybe, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, we could do a catch-up on any things that changed for this peak that you'll be rolling into, you know, maybe some lessons learned and some things you improved on and, and whatnot. And we could do a little bit of an updated one if you're down for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's uh, a lot of similarities between the two, but there's definitely some differences, you know, cause I'm a little bit tighter and I've been leaner, longer bodies, more beat up, you know, like all those things kind of play into it. Right. Yeah. So, why don't you tell the guys who you brought in for that peak and maybe why you decided to do that. And then we can go through the the structure of how things were ran. Yeah, sure. So, um, so I, I think I was, uh, I want to say like five, five weeks out from the first show. Um, and it was just a situation where, you know, I had to, figure out if I wanted to bring someone in or not. Everything was going pretty well, but with the way businesses and everything being so busy and crazy, um, I thought it was a, a good call and I aligned with this person. Well, good character, you know, easy to work with. So I brought in uh, cliff Wilson, who you probably know. Um, yeah. And cliff is, very inquisitive in the peaking process as well. And we've had some discussions on that. So that was the call that I made there. So the end of the prep, like those actual like four ish weeks or whatever, leading into the peak, um, they didn't go much different than I really had expected. I mean, pretty similar to probably what I would have kind of done. And in fact, we've been really in line with everything. So one of, you know, one of the things he, he does is ask, you know, always ask me my opinion and for historical data, because I've prepped quite a few times. Right. So all those things are, are relevant. Um, but then when we got to the peaking process, there's a couple of variables. One was weight, right? So I'm right at the top of that weight, 198. And, actually had to pull down a little bit to make it for that first show. And uh, so that was a factor, of course. Second was having just tried peaking different ways in the past and things like that. You know, we, we kind of use that data. I've done pretty much anything you can think of. I've done the rapid back load. I've done the front load. I've done, you know, loading throughout the week. Um, heavier fats, heavier carbs, even like junk loading. I, I've never really done junk loading in the, like the purest sense of the name, but I've definitely done like done some calorically dense, you know, burger fries, stuff like that. Right. Um, so I kind of took all of that and came up with the plan that we were kind of where we wanted to be condition wise. So first thing is that the first show ended up being earlier than we had planned. So I originally, 
um, originally had planned on doing a show on the eight seventeenth. It was something like that. It was like the second week of of uh, this month, and then. I decided to do a different one for a couple of reasons. One was I, I kind of wanted to fly to a show to test that out, right? Because I had to fly to this, this upcoming one. So I wanted to get a flight in there, even not, not necessarily have to be a long one or anything, but just get a flight in there to, to peak and fly and like do that whole thing. Right. So that was one variable and, and the show just happened to be close to where he lives. So he came to it. So I was like, Oh, kind of no brainer. But that meant we had to, we pushed pretty hard into that first one, which was the fifth. So that would have been what, like three weeks ago. Um, so I had to push in a little bit quicker than expected, but it, it all worked out well. So I went into the last week. So we'll kind of get into that. Went into that last week and we basically, everything was normal up to about the weekend prior, so like Friday through Sunday. We did some depletion, some additional depletion, try to just get the weight down a bit more and uh, make sure I was primed to start eating because the plan was just basically a slow taper throughout the week. You know, starting Monday, start putting a little bit of carbs back in, start pulling the cardio back and just kind of taper it throughout the week, slowly uh, increasing on that throughout the week based on, of course, how I looked, but we did that depletion. I mean, everything went pretty well there. What we noticed was I got to Monday. I was a little bit, uh, I don't remember what I weighed. I was close to weight. I was still maybe a little over. So we still wanted to eat into the show if we could, because I needed it like depletion, you know, I was depleted. So one of the things the only thing that I would say that was maybe a little bit different there is more sodium and potassium manipulation. So one of the things we did as we went through like that Monday through Wednesday or, or Tuesday through Thursday or whatever it was, is we ran basically like a higher potassium to sodium ratio. So that way, as we were putting carbs in, I was not retaining as much fluid. Now we know that we need sodium to you know, facilitate that glucose, right? So the plan was essentially to run it like that. And then after we made weight to put that sodium back in, right? So the ratio was somewhere in the range of like a, a two to one, uh, went relatively, you know, went, I would call that, I wouldn't call that like extreme or anything, but I was pretty close to like a one to one before for the most part. So basically a two to one um, throughout the week as we push the carbs back in. And when I say put the carbs in, I mean, it wasn't a lot. We did like 200 Monday, maybe 300 or maybe 250, 300, 350, you know, kind of like that. And then the plan was like, based on whatever weight was, we would just put the remaining amount back in on Friday, which ended up being like 480 grams so I would say as a total, we may have loaded like 1100 throughout the week, something around, around that. So, um, anywho, that's kind of where we, that's kind of where we were at in terms of, um, the loading process. Now this, the potassium and higher fluid definitely helped allow that to you know to keep that weight maintained so i did end up i did end up making weight but we we were probably a couple pounds over i think i think it was somewhere around that range so basically i did have to fast a little bit at the end to make it um had some stomach issues too that were unforeseen so that didn't really help but had to fast a little bit at the end to make weight. But I don't, I don't think that it was like overly disruptive, you know, because I kind of had already eaten some carbs and stuff throughout the week. Um, so by, by the time we made weight on Friday, I basically just had to fast from, you know, maybe 7 PM the night before up to maybe noon the next day, something like that, which is, it was a little bit of a gap, but 
by the time we hit that, we just took our Friday amounts and we were still able to hit all the amounts. We just kind of had to condense it into a, a window. You know what I mean? Um, some intermittent fasting there, right? Little 16, eight window. So I didn't have any issues with it. It was just a matter of, I just basically used super easy to digest. I mean, literally I, I, I loaded on like plain rice cakes. Simple. That was it. That was the only carb source that I used the entire time. They basically had almost no sodium and potassium. I used chicken, literally chicken, low sodium or no, no sodium rice cakes. And I had a little bit of asparagus in there. And then I just added sodium and potassium to that. And that was pretty much how I loaded that entire Friday. So that's kind of, that's kind of like a cliff notes version okay. of that. Just two quick questions on that. Um, so that sodium to potassium ratio skew, did you mediate that with decrease in sodium or increase in potassium or both? Um, you mean for my baseline? Yeah, when you're trying to get weight okay, down. It's, so both. So it was like so my my sodium went down from what I was doing and then my potassium went up. So mm -hmm. it was like, it was one-to-one -one was something like 3,000, three to 4,000 milligrams each prior mm -hmm. as like a base, just on like a daily basis. Um, I made sure that I was tracking that prior, right? So I knew where I was at. And then of course, water intake went up just a little bit, nothing, nothing drastic, but I did increase it just a little bit. So that's of course flushing out a little bit of those electrolytes, but yeah, so I was probably at like three to 4,000. And then the ratio ended up more like two, 2000 to 2,500 sodium and like 5,000 to 5,500 potassium. So it was, mm. there's still a decent shift there. Mm. And um, so you kicked a little bit of diuresis early in the week to bring body weight down and then loaded essentially linearly into the show at the moment that you had finished loading and you were kind of happy with the amount of intramuscular volume that, that you had, did you switch to you sort of back to trying to drive diuresis or did you just kind of load right into the show? Um, repeat that. I kind of so, fell off there. If you, it's all right, dude, when you're like a week out, man, I'll, uh, <laughs> So if we were going to break peaking down into kind of subsections, right? So, you know, filling intramuscular volume. So you've loaded through the week. So the 1100 carbs are, I mean, you might be like, I don't know, 70% full or something there for you, I guess. Um, okay. at, at any point other than getting the weight down, did you try, did, did you try to drive diuresis in an effort to, uh, reduce subcutaneous fluid or was the consideration just getting loaded? Nope. That was it, man. Cause, cause the thing is, I don't, we didn't really have to because weight was basically once we manipulated the electrolytes, the weight was pretty much, even though we were titrating the carbs up slowly, the weight pretty much maintained the whole time. Like it, it increased a little bit. It, like I said, the only thing that really threw us was I had that kind of that unforeseen GI issue or, uh, on Thursday morning when we actually flew, which, you know, that kind of sucks because you not only are you flying, but you have something, this GI issue that cropped up. So all I really did that morning was I actually just fasted a little bit until we actually got there to the, yeah. the hotel and stuff, just to let it kind of calm down. And then basically by then I resumed my meals. Cause by the time I woke up, uh, by the time I got to maybe like 7 PM, my weight was lower than it was at the morning that morning. So basically all that inflammation and GI, uh, disruption had gone away. So I was, I was still over the night before, but like I said, I knew I would float some weight and pee because I was peeing a lot. And I would probably wake up fine because I, I woke up fine the next morning. Uh, I was like one pound over, but we had, you know, four or five hours before check-in actually started. So basically I just 
kind of monitored it, drank a little bit if I could, waited, you know. So, so it wasn't it wasn't was, like a it wasn't like I had to pull like ten pounds off or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's always a tricky one. So did you weigh in and compete on the same day? No. It was uh Friday weigh in about midday and Saturday morning was competition. So what did you do between Wayne's and stepping on stage? Nothing. We just went right. Well, that was it. We just resumed food again. Just went back. It was like I said, it was like 480 carbs on, on Friday. Water went right back, right back in. I still had like close to two gallons that day finished all my food by like nine or 10 PM finished all the water by like nine or 10 PM. That was it. So it was, it was, the plan was the same. Um, electrolytes did change though. So we, like I said, we shifted back to sodium a bit. We went, uh, I want to say like 35 to 4,000 on the sodium and drop the potassium down to about 3000. So there was not a hard shift, but it just preference sodium just a little bit as we put that glucose back in. Now, I will say that now, obviously that had a cosmetic effect, right? Because I hadn't been, I hadn't been exposed to that sodium. I was basically potassium dominant that whole week. So of course, things really started to pop, right? Like every meal mm -hmm. um, with that sodium coming back in. And then the morning of the show, we basically just preference sodium. I didn't really add any potassium. We just basically hit sodium the whole time. Mm. Yeah, sweet. Um, so you did actually eat on the day of the show as well? Yeah, but not a lot. I mean, dude, it was like, it was literally like 10 grams of protein, 10 grams of fat, and like 20 carbs. I did that two times before I went on stage. It was like hardly anything. Yeah. Do you prefer not to eat? With like a, well, it's not that I prefer it. It's just I didn't need it, you know? Yeah. I just didn't need it. I was full. I mean, I was full. I could get a pump. Um, you know, when you, you wake up in the morning, you're kind of flat. You're kind of disconnected from the posing. But as soon as I started posing and stuff, you can feel, you can like feel that connection. You can feel the muscle tightening up. So I'm like, I just don't need any more. And we also saw that. I looked really good at about 202, 201. And so I basically just kind of like used that as an additional gauge throughout the day as well. Yeah. Right. Cause we knew. So it's like, all right, this is our sweet spot. Kind of hold this. Um, and we did the same thing for the night show. Like I probably maintained close to the same body weight almost the entire day. Do you have a, like a carb total that you were aiming for through the week? It was a, we hit the carb total. I think it was, I think it was like 11 to 1200 total. Yeah. Was because, and that was 11 to 1200 coming from like basically zero. Right. Because we were, it, was I wasn't some, really eating anything. Was there like a historical uh, bit of data there that, you know, you know, at, at 1100. That was, that's just a bit. Yeah. That was just where I had looked you know, looked full prior. Um, and, and of course that's, that was tentative, right? Like if I would have looked full, if I would have looked fuller with less or needed more then we could have just, we definitely could have added it, but that was, that amount ended up being pretty darn close to what I looked good at. Nice. Um, so I'm guessing what changes for this um show is that I imagine you're you, you could potentially already be under the weigh-in. Yeah, so so far I am under a little bit, and that's with me, that's with not really doing let's see what this morning I was one 197.4. So a little bit under. Now that's not a lot of room though, because if <laughs> you know if I start putting carbs and stuff back in, I'm going to be, up, I'm going to be back over again, probably. So it's going to be similar in that today, the, the tentative plan is today, tomorrow and Sunday will be depleting again. And by depleting, it's basically just going back to like the low day, which was like, which was like 
220 protein, 60 grams of carbs. And like, uh, the only difference is I have some fat in this time. We did add a little bit more fat back in. I think I'm at like 60 grams of fat mm. instead of almost no fat. So that part's a little bit different. Uh, the difference, I, here's the biggest difference really is that I'm just, my body's just more beat up. So what we notice is the couple times that we like rested, rested more and reduced cardio and all that, we had a more dramatic like inflammation clearing effect. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It just visually had more of an effect because I was just more inflamed and more beat up. I was talking to him, Leon about this the other day because he had a guy competing in Australia and they sort of did a mock peak. And uh, when he loaded him on the first day, he dropped something crazy, like seven pounds. And I said, don't expect right. that to happen because you've kind of shifted that now. And then right. you, the next week, he didn't drop anything. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not right. That's what, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to continue to get that response. It's not like you can... It's not like just because you got that response one day that you can just keep doing it every day, but, but definitely, we definitely got that response initially. So I'm going to do the depletion. We're going to see today will be day one. So one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to drop, a, I'm going to drop a bunch with just pulling food and stuff back down or it's, gonna just stress my body out again <laughs> so you know we'll see i'm hoping it's the first one you know i'm hoping at 70 or 97.4 today i'm hoping i'm like well i drop like two pounds that'd be nice i probably won't but i would be happy about it do you notice any change in in fluid when you fly i didn't i didn't really notice anything to be honest like i didn't have any issues with it but it's not a long flight i mean that first flight was pretty short. The second one will be, does have a layover. It'll be about two hours, then about an hour layover, and then about another hour. So the layover doesn't, I think the layover is kind of a good thing in there as well. Get up and move, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, go, move around, walk from gate to gate, you know, get the legs moving, circulating, whatever. And then, uh, hit that short flight on the way there. We'll get there on Wednesday about midday and I don't compete till Saturday. Mm. So we got lots of time, but I have two clients competing. I have one client on Friday competing and then I have a, another on Saturday. So, you know, I have to make sure that I'm there early for them as well. Oh, client on the same day. Nice. Yeah. The third, the third, uh, yeah, Saturday is the third. So men's, Men's bodybuilding is they separate it. So all the women are on Friday and then all the men are on Saturday. That's how they run it. I'll be at um I'll be at that show in Texas on the third. Mm-hmm. It should be cool. Yep. So this is something that we're gonna be dealing with because you know we've got the I think it's an eleven hour flight, I think. Somebody listening to this is gonna say I'm that sounds that sounds about right. I think it took us, it, it took us like 13, but it probably just depends on your layovers and stuff, you know? Mm, yeah. So I, I've got, because, you know, we've got no data on Leon and his, whether he does retain fluid on a flight. And the, the only time that he can fly out there is the Thursday and the show's on Saturday. So it's a very close proximity. Um, so we'll have to see. I generally haven't had any issues with clients in the past. You know, when we when we control for electrolytes and fluid and keep meal timings relatively stable, I, I don't really see too much of a swing. I don't either. I really don't. I don't. I'm I'm sure it happens to some people, but I think it's. I don't see it to a large extent. I think when you start trying to change too much to compensate, you're going to have issues. I think as long as you keep electrolytes balanced and you have enough fluid coming in you're going to continue to push that diuresis. I think most people are fine. Yeah. I think, I think what's, what's most likely is individuals that homeostatically consume less fluid when they travel, you know, right. little things like you can't bring fluid through security. So they might get a little drink in there when they'd normally be down in fluid from their gallon jug, you know? So, right. 
or they or they just naturally stress the fuck out about traveling yeah 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 you know there's that there's that it's like i don't i mean i I think that's probably has to be a a big factor for sure it's just like the act of traveling you know what i mean yeah well you know that's one of the good things about this is there's there's a big group of us going like a big group of friends so it's going to be a good laugh so there's a big support system there it's not going to be nervy or stressful everything's taken care of you know yep i'm bringing uh well jericho will be with me and then you know derek the guy that comes out on sundays and trains he's going so you know just stay occupied you know what i mean just kind of casual conversation kind of keep the topics light don't really probably don't really even talk about the show just kind of bullshit you know what i mean and yeah keep keep the mood light and i think everything's fine and in fact i've even seen when people do that that they just that they get better when they're traveling because they're not they're not going to the regular job or they're you know they're they're relaxed they're not doing anything else so they they may even improve yeah yeah absolutely yeah and it's, it's, it's just it's very you know going to a new place it's just yeah. like yeah yeah it's just really i tell you what and this is this is something that's new to me for this show this I'm experiencing something that's completely different as far as like my feelings toward the show that I've never experienced before. Mm. And this has been, this has been, I don't know if I'm, I'm not battling with it. I'm kind of, I'm enjoying it in that now historically, like the past three shows that I did 18, 19 and, uh, 22 this one recently were a regional level show right national qualifying event whatever and i won the overall at all three right well you now you expect to win the overall every time you go to regional show right Mm -hmm. so so it's like at this one it's not that i expect to to do bad or or whatever it's just that i also i also feel a lot more at peace with the what i'm walking into you know what i mean yeah yeah the, so the, that's the, been the, kind of an alight enlightening it's it, it's certainly less burdensome for you in terms of expectations even expectations of others that might loom over you yeah i i don't you know and people like here's the thing i think i i think that i'll i have the potential to do well um really well maybe even like wet like towards you know towards the top but i also am fully aware that i have no delusions that i could also go in and just get my ass kicked at i mean npc nationals is the premier amateur bodybuilding show in the entire world mm-hmm. it's the one right and it's also i'm also open men's light heavy literally probably the hardest weight class in the fucking world Right. It's where everyone falls. It's like where the average guy competes, like weight wise. So to me, all I have to be, all I have to be okay with is just my effort and my look and uh, what I, what I brought. And I think, will I be disappointed if I hit 15th? Oh, yeah. But I'm also just going to be like, hey, guess what, guys? got my ass kicked you know yeah now i think everything i think every spot that i improve is a bonus absolutely so that's that's been nice it took me a little bit to wrestle with that because i had some people you know i've been posting the frequent updates and stuff because people like them and they like the data and, and the thought process and i you know some people that are already pros and things and people that i respect are like pro card and i'm like you know what don't even say that to me <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like I'm like don't tell me that i don't even want to hear it i just want to i just want to show up thing is though for you you know you're, you're a very grounded individual that can be a problem um 
when you start to believe the things that people say to you over and over and over again. Right. And these are, and these are people that we'll put it this way. There's a reason that I haven't done this level of show yet after qualifying over and over again and winning overalls and, and all that is because I realized the level and I realized that what I realized that I don't just want to go to go. So it took a lot of, it, there was a point, there was a point there when I knew that I was prepping for the first show that some people started, even some judges that are national level and IFBB judges, a, a guy locally too, he's like, are you, you're doing nationals, right? And I'm like, nationals. He's like, yeah. He's like, you definitely need to do it. I'm like, really? And then that sparked it, right? I'm like nationals. Okay. Maybe. And then it started evolving and I started seeing the way that I looked and I started, I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. And then, you know, of course I committed to that. I kind of kept it on the DL, right? Like, I, I mean, some people probably assumed and I told a couple people, but I didn't really say anything until I was like two or three weeks out. Um, and then once I said it, then I got a lot of confirmation from people that I know you get confirmation from people on social media that like you and follow you and stuff. Anyhow, they'd be like, Oh yeah, you know, you're gonna do great, whatever. But you kind of take that with a grain of salt. At least you should. Right. But when I was getting confirmation from guys that are already pros or guys that compete at that level or guys that coach at that level, I'm like, I believed it. You know what I mean? Cause I'm my toughest critic. Like it took me a lot to believe. And it's not that I don't believe in myself. Like I, I'll do everything. Like I've left nothing on the table, but it took me a lot to fully believe that that's where I belonged. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not that I think I look bad or anything. I mean, I think it's fuck. I mean, by far the best I've ever looked. It's not even close. It's just the fact that I respect, I respect the level. Like I respect what it is. I'm not that guy that's like road pro card. Like I respect what I'm walking into. Mm. So it took me, took me a while, but I'm at peace with it now. So I think, I think that it'll have fun. You know what I mean? Like, I think that if I can just keep that mindset, of course, I'm going to be nervous and stuff at times, but I, I think that it, it may end up just being maybe the most fun that I've had at a show in a long time. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, you'd hope. You know, I feel like complete fucking shit, but that's par for the course. But like, <laughs> but mentally, it's the most uh, most at peace that I've been going into uh, a show, and that yeah. I can even remember. So that's that's been nice. It's been it's been really, really nice uh, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's, that's a perspective man. that I. Yeah, that's a perspective that I don't know if I really shared. Probably something that people don't really think about too much. Uh, that's really cool, man. So um, why don't you give us the, uh, the lowdown on how low did food get? Because you know you're famous for the... the... <laughs> Do you want to talk? Yeah, so go into the famous Austin Prep Extreme. So we got to, <clears throat> I think, the lowest... And there was a stretch too. You know, when I get low, I'm not low for like, I'm low for like extended periods of time. So it's not like I'm doing a low day. We're talking like it's low for a while. So I was, I think calories were down to like 1400. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Which historically that's about where I was at last time. 1400 cardio was close up, up to two hours somewhere. It was a little less than that, but close to that range. Um, one thing I did do differently is I didn't refeed as heavily. So you remember in the past, I had done some really big refeeding and stuff as that yeah. sensitivity got high. I didn't really do that as much, but what I did do is I did notice that it was a little more cyclical. Like I, I, there was occasions where I'd refeed a little bit more often, you know what I mean? So like, rather than big swings and like, a you know, thousand carbs or whatever. It was like, okay, well, refeeds 300 carbs and I may refeed in four, you know, four days instead of seven or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> more cardio reductions with refeeds, 
which is something you and I have talked about and something that I've like mm-hmm. heavily implemented with a lot of clients in more recent years, like really leveraging that systemic stress reduction versus like just putting food in. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that I think was, was helpful like being especially this last week. So one of the things actually, and this is, I guess, super relevant is uh, we had this depletion, you know, depletion plan. You want to call it that we had 90 minutes of cardio and the calories were like 1500 or something or six, no, 1600 or something like that. But anyhow, so actually what we decided is my, like I would, it was so bad. Like, dude, I was so fatigued and my, my feet hurt so fucking bad. Like my right foot actually was like bleeding on one case. Uh, okay. <laughs> so anyhow, so what we decided was, and it was to the point where, you know, like I'm practicing posing. I'm like, I don't even, can't even fucking like pose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it wasn't like my joints hurt. It was just, everything was just so done. So we actually decided to uh, reduce that cardio a little bit. We dropped it down to 60 minutes and just dropped the food a little bit for that Mm. depletion. And I, that I think is going to be helpful because what we've noticed is now, especially as I get more of that systemic fatigue and get leaner and uh, more sensitive is that I'm a lot more sensitive to those stress reductions. Like they have a lot more positive benefit, right? Oh man, absolutely. Uh, I I know I keep bringing them up, but it's because I'm peaking them at the minute. So like, with Leon, we we actually haven't moved the food and we've gone through this kind of ridding fatigue process. Like he was doing a five to two or dig to refeed structure, but the refeeds were only like 2,500 calories or something. They weren't crazy. So we just kind right. of sustained refeed calories, but then have slowly tapered down output and slowly tapered down any drug that was increasing rest and energy expenditure to the point now that he's not doing any uh, additional aerobic work is literally just 8,000 steps a day, which is what is just going to be achieved naturally anyway, and no stimulant use at all. And, and the change on the physique is, is crazy, and the weight is just dead stable. But you know, when you get that right. kind of shift off of inflammation and extracellular fluid and almost that kind of repartitioning effect intramuscularly. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm seeing is that, so we're leveraging that a lot more um, so I'm, what I'm curious to see is that with this today, cause what we did yesterday is we did like a little bit of a reset day before we went into the depletion. So we did, uh, we dropped protein a tad. It was like 200 protein, 300 carbs and like 50 grams of fat and no cardio. So we just did like a full rest day. I didn't train dropped 0.2. Right. Mm. So now going into this depletion, um, with a little bit less cardio than planned, I'm curious to see what this like first day or two brings, if it's going to have, you know, uh, a benefit, which I, I I can only assume that it will based on what we've kind of what we've seen so far. So that's, and if anything, and we, cause Cliff and I discussed this morning, um, based on that effect that we had from yesterday is that if, it does have a pot pretty positive benefit. Then we're just going to keep, we're probably going to keep the loading still to next week, not like load earlier, but definitely just keep pulling down expenditure if we, if we can. Right. So that part's a little bit different than the first show, but we also had to rush into that first show. Like, so there's that, that was a factor. Like we did have to kind of hustle. I dropped, I was dropping like two pounds a week you know, or more two and a half on, in some occasions. So that's, we haven't really had to do that, um, going into this one, but I mean, I'm fucking definitely way tighter. Mm. I would say you can tell on the shots, you you know, when you get to that point of leanness, where almost like, you know, I hate to say thin skin because it's such a bodybuilding cliche. Sorry, dog scratching it. Um, but you know, that like almost see through, like almost yes. clean what do you guys call cling from yeah. saran saran wrap? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you don't, and honestly, my pictures are, my lighting I think is pretty decent, but I don't even think the pictures quite do it justice. It's like when I'm, it's like when I'm standing in the mirror and I put my fingers on the skin and you can, you can move the skin 
and it's like you can just see everything under this like the skin is like like a fucking permeable layer it's like clear you know what i mean yeah you can see um, all of your fibers underneath it's a freaky it's that's when, when you, you know that it's like you zoom in on the photo and it looks like you have like dots all over yeah. you yeah like you can see like the pore it's like the pores you know it's like it looks like you just have fucking dots all over you so that's kind of where that nasty conditioning is is extremely hard to get you know what like a first time a competitor is like what on earth do they have to do to get there you know it's it's almost like yeah it's like you're breaking the laws of thermodynamics at that point unless you've been there or sort of giving yourself enough time to like dig off those last little vestiges of body fat yeah it is it's it's and that's where everyone everyone stops before they get there like we were having this discussion about like uh total body conditioning because my glutes always give me some issues and you know you go to some of these shows and, and glutes is a you know glutes and hams and stuff like that's important now especially with the way they judge so you get a guy that has like a like a bigger guy light heavy heavy super heavy whatever and they get they they have bigger muscle bellies and you see this in the pros too like like their glutes fucking come in eight weeks out because they're big yeah right or genetically genetically they just have like those really nice little pretty threads that run across horizontally and then they Mm. that's where they stop you know Mm. what i mean like that's it and then i saw that at north americans with some guys um in felix's class the super heavy that i had it's like their glutes were in but they had like their low back still had like i could grab fat on it you know what i mean Mm. Mm. so it's because the dudes had because their glutes were fucking huge it's like well yeah they come in because they're big right so you have to that's where you have to like really have an unbiased view of the physique in its entirety and understand like what are your fattest body parts and like what do you got to do to get those in Mm. and most people just don't go to that point they just stop when they get close yeah, uh, and it's like, what do you have to do to get those in? Is like, it just exists for long enough. <laughs> just dude, dude, it's. I tell you what, man. Like, I'm not one to complain. Man, shit, it's been hard. Like, dude, it has been just. It's it's like it's a total out of body experience. I mean, you are just there. The lights are all like, know what that's it. Have you been able to keep up with your client work without that dropping off too badly? Yeah, man. I've one of the things, you know, one of the things that everyone kind of comments on are like, holy shit, like you're on top of all your shit. And I and it's hard, don't get me wrong. Like it has been extremely hard. They're they're only seeing the exterior where I'm still answering their emails quickly and updates and communicating and whatnot. But I there has been immense struggle. So it's not it's not like it's easy. Um, but one of the biggest things too is um, I always tell people is that you can't adopt that victim mentality. Like as soon as you give in and start feeling sorry for yourself, your productivity, like it's over, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, you just start feeling sorry for yourself and you start just playing a victim and then everything's kind of downhill from there. So routine is super important. I mean, you have to maintain sleep and wake routine. You have to maintain all of these things. So one of the things that, you know, like Jarek and I try to do is we try to just maintain our normalcy as much as possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, keep things routine. And I would say even like my sleep, it's, it's funky. Now I'm definitely waking up more throughout the night, but it's not, it's been way worse in the past. You know what I mean? Like I've had way worse preps and it really didn't even get too bad until like three or four weeks out. Um, but I'm just going to bed a little bit earlier. Um, and I'm being, 
and I'm being productive when I'm able to. So I'm kind of up earlier. I'm up a little bit earlier. So I'm, I'm, I'm being productive in the mornings and, and trying to get, trying to get a good start on the day, get as much done as I can. Um, but you know, like I always say, like you can't, here's the thing. This is our job this is what people pay us for. I don't really know an employer. If, like if you worked a corporate job, do you really think you could, and you were at an important position, you really think you could go in and just not do anything? No, they're going to fucking fire you. Yeah. They, they don't give a shit if you're competing in a bodybuilding no. show. That's for sure. They're going to be like, Hey, I'm You know, I'm competing at NPC nationals and I'm peeled. They're like, okay. Yeah. What's that? What, what is that? And why do I care? It's like your sales numbers are dropping. You're fucking yeah. fired. <laughs> you know what I mean so like (laughs) so I kind of I kind of look at it as from that perspective too is like man this is my this is my livelihood and like I can't my clients and the funny thing is um I I did modify like check-in process and all that stuff like around uh for next week and things I feel I felt guilty you know dude Mm. I might I might change check-ins or skip a check-in like one or two times in an entire year maybe maybe Mm. right i straight up felt guilty but the funny thing is when i said to all the clients you're like dude it's fine like you're on top of it all the time we understand you give us what we need i felt bad you know like i I legitimately felt bad about it do you do um but do you, do you do email replies to your check-in or do you ever do video like Loom replies? Um, I don't use Loom, but I, I'll, I do use video with some people or, or voice or email. It just kind of depends. Yeah. It's, um, it's the ones on, on screencast or Loom when you're peeled. It's like, hey, man. Uh, well, thanks for the update. I'll tell you, the mentorship has been difficult too. Yeah. Because I do a lot of calls. Yeah. You know, when I'm getting here, the I'll tell you one of the hardest things is when I'm get when I'll get like three hours back to back of like hour call, hour call, hour call. And this is and it's like high level shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those have been difficult. <laughs> yeah, but, I felt bad for Leon last week because we had like a we had a content day with our videographer and we basically had to sit there and film videos about his prep you know they go up on the membership site and it's just trying to get you know people want to look at you and be like yes guys welcome back to another video it's like you just haven't got that in you at that point you try yeah i give it i give it my all but what i found is like i said most of the my clients are the ones that are like dude just rest we'll mm. talk to you next week mm. <laughs> you know what i mean they're like you already uh, you're good. It's fine. Everything's fine. So that's that's always good. At least, if nothing else, that tells me that I that I do a good job. You know. Mm, yeah, absolutely, man. No, that that's a uh, certainly admirable amongst a different audience as well. You know, coaches that can see other coaches keeping on their shit when they're as peeled as you yeah. are. There's not many. There's not many people that can get as lean as you are. And there's definitely even less people that can do that. Yeah, it's hard. No, no lack of struggle, man. It's definitely, I'm not, I won't even sugarcoat it. I'm fucking struggling, but making it, making it happen. Making it happen. Cool, man. Well, thank you for the insight there. I'm sure that was, that was really uh, insightful, really useful for anybody listening. Um, So you'll be competing next week. So we won't do one then, of course, but. Maybe the week after we'll do a we'll do another show rundown. See what happened. See how you place. See anything that yeah did, didn't go to plan, and and we'll just keep these ones rolling, man. I think everyone really loves to follow your journey. Clearly on Instagram, so you know, giving a little bit more of a detailed breakdown is very cool. Yeah, hopefully, uh, everything goes goes as planned. I would I would be thrilled. They only pose the top five at the night show, so if I get to pose at the night show, you know, it went well. Yeah, I'll keep my eye out. I'll be on the same, well, roughly the, yeah, probably the same time zone as you anyway. So I'll probably be able to keep up properly. Yeah, you'll be, so you're in Texas. So you'll be one, I think one hour 
behind, I think. Something like that, but not too far. It's pretty close. Crazy. That, uh, time zones. Yeah, well, it's big. You know, we have like fucking three or four time zones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, good cool. luck in the, in the U.S., man. Hopefully, hopefully you're going to you're going to you're going to love Texas, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I want to go. And shoot you're going to fucking you're going to fucking love it, man. Like you're just going to you're just going to love the atmosphere. I think I don't know what what part of Texas are you guys in? Um, we're right next to Metroflex, Jim. OK, so Arlington. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's fuck. Yeah, that's America. <laughs> yeah, if I'm coming to America, I want to see the real America. I've heard that you guys have like loads of protein bars in the gas stations and stuff, and that you can buy like fruit in the gas station as well. I'm hyped to see the that. funny thing is the funny thing is so I had a client come over from the UK one time and I took her to the uh to the, the grocery store or supermarket, right? And she's like, You have like I took her like to the the aisle with like the rice in it. She's like, There's like 40 different kinds of rice. <laughs> you Isn't know, it, so we have we, it's like we have the same stuff, we just have way more of everything. Yeah, but the first thing I'm gonna do is go to the supermarket, find like a Walmart or something. Because obviously I've got to get Leon's food ready for him. But I feel like I'm gonna do about yep. ten thousand steps in there, going up and down every aisle. Yeah, you yeah, you're gonna be blown blown away. At least I know that access to food and gym is solid not like some places we have to travel right. to you know, you will not have any problems with that see like the thing is you can get that shit delivered right to, that's what i do i just get it fucking when i get to the hotel i just get i just get all the shit delivered right to my room that's a fucking great idea we, we've hired um a ranch i don't even know what the definition of a ranch is because we don't have them but <laughs> that's what we got <laughs> yeah yeah, man. I mean, everything. Like, there's just like convenience factor, right? Like, the convenience fa- convenience factors is like incredible here. Like, any anything you need, you can get brought to your door. Anything that you can't get brought to your door, you can get pretty easily. So, yeah, I'm all you'll enjoy it. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Um. So yeah, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Please check out the sponsors in the show notes below. You will have also noticed that this is available across multiple platforms now. It took me, Austin, my God, man, I nearly threw my Mac out the window. It took me so long to work out how to do it. I had to like uh, change the domain name and then migrate the RSS feed over and then import all the old episodes over. And, you know, it's like 140 of them, mate. It took me like four or five hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i give you props i give you props everyone's gonna be super pumped about it the thing is like i, I could have just had the new feed but i was like we got so much golden information in here like we've got uh, literally hundreds of episodes of, of good podcasts like i don't want to just leave them dormant i want them all on the same feed you know right so it's, it's, worth, it. it's worth it cool okay bro well good luck if we don't speak awesome. beforehand um awesome and, um, Speak to you soon. Cool. Cheers for listening, guys. Cool, brother.